she was doing the half locust pose. And now she could see all the popcorn shards on the rug from last Friday's film night. And it was distracting her from the breathing advice that the AI called Catherine was saying about keeping her hips on the floor and her shoulders away from her ears. After 30 seconds of the crescent low lunge left, she'd remembered the new series of Shetland started in less than 20 minutes. She farted her way through the final few seconds of a bird dog. She chucked another log in the burner just before the sphinx pose. She managed 10 seconds of the V-hold before losing her balance and falling on her back like a pogo ball. Her relaxation lying pose brought the fourth day of the Yoga for Beginners app to a grand finale. But even this hurt her lower spine. Maybe it was time to do some research into a new mattress. Her phone buzzed on the rug beside the spongy purple yoga mat. It was Linda, asking whether she was at home. She replied that she was and what was up. And she said that she was only a few minutes away and could she pop round and chat then. So Caitlin suddenly rushed with panic to prepare for a visitor and her heart started racing. Her face was a faint salmony pink in the mirror above the fireplace and her tatty hoodie was more like a dust sheet. There hadn't been anyone in the cottage since the veg box man before Christmas and she couldn't remember whether anyone had ever even been in the house on a Monday night in all the years that she'd been there. She worked quickly and stepped out into the back garden to fill the wicker basket with more logs from the shed just in case. She was met with a ferocious force. A yelling wind that whipped around the back gardens of the row of cottages with a rowdy clout. It swept onto the world suddenly after tea time, but it still felt in the adolescent stages. The night ahead looked set to terrorise the town, and no doubt Anne's tarpaulin sheets over her grandchildren's bikes would end up in the Sainsbury's car park again. As soon as she closed the back door and bolted it tightly, the front locker sounded. That was quick, she thought. She must have only been a few minutes away when she texted. The door dragged open on the carpet with the draft sausage being kicked back. And then, as though babies were asleep upstairs, both Caitlin and Linda whispered hello and hugged. Quick, inside and out of this wind, Caitlin said, closing the door on the mighty gusts. A rasping swirl sounded from outside, and she returned the sausage. It was a sharp flute sound, coming into the street from all angles. A gate screeched in too. The town clattered at every doorstep. Linda took her boots off, holding onto the wall for support. She tutted at the sight of a chalk ice wrapper stuck to her left heel. Here, I'll take that. A cup of tea? offered Caitlin. Linda's entire frame sighed, and she nodded. Her silence unnerved Caitlin. You have a seat in the telly room and I'll bring it through. Just chuck another log on if you fancy. You're an angel, said Linda. Her voice wobbled like the birds in the air outside. She could sense something was wrong. Linda hadn't been to her house in quite a while and would never normally pop round on a Monday like this. Although Caitlin was trying to act relaxed, it was very unexpected behaviour. The cottage seemed timid with the presence of a visitor. 
She had nothing to hide and nothing being disturbed. It just wasn't the way of the week. This was a night for Shetland decaf tea and two malted milks. The kitchen window framed her undulating apple tree in the garden while the kettle boiled. She had a feeling there was a packet of Rolos in the door of the fridge and she was right. Snapping them in half, making sure she counted the same amount for each of them, she brought them all through on a tray with the teas. Linda was on her knees, watching the newly planted log rage in the burner, powered by the gusts of wind coming down the chimney. They drove plumes onto the indestructible glass door. Right, here we are then. Hey, I found us some Rolos. Linda cradled her mug and took a deep breath. Caitlin waited with a smile. Then she uploaded all her news. It was told in bullet points and she looked at the rug for most of the details. The yoga mat was pushed to the side of the room and lay crumpled under the full-length curtains. Linda had a couple of tissues up her sleeve, but she didn't need them. Not for anything other than comfort at this point. When she said, Well, that's it. At the end. Caitlin ushered them both up from the floor and onto the sofa for more comfort. And both of them made wincing noises and then smiled. She reached her hand out to rest it on the cushion ahead of her and Linda placed her hand on top. Martin's external beam radiotherapy would start in a few weeks. The doctor had explained it was moving itself away from the actual prostate quite quickly, so they would need to get the ball rolling ASAP, so to speak. He'd taken himself away to Fife for the weekend, with his brother-in-law for some golfing treatment. She told Caitlin she'd been fine until this morning. But then she'd opened a letter from Octopus Energy, explaining their new tariff options and how they would have to upgrade to a smart meter as soon as possible to benefit from the new deals. I don't mind admitting I had a little tear, said Linda. I don't even know why I opened it. Silly, but I I held it at the kitchen island with my Dolce Gusto coffee pod and I couldn't stop. I deal with one half of our lives and he deals with the other. He does the small print and I guess I do the large. It just works. I don't know what electricity we have and I don't want to know. She peeled the gold foil back on the first of the Rolos and began chewing and then raised her eyebrows. I didn't even know they still did these she said, referring to the Rolos and making a yum noise. I haven't got a lot of advice, I don't think, Linda. Maybe just do one episode at a time and don't binge watch, you know. Try and own the narrative, you know. Linda took another two Rolos and ate them both at the same time, chewing them in tandem on each side. She mumbled through a double chew, That's very wise, that. I knew you'd have a little nugget to say like that. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Maybe I'll do some reading of that house admin file while I wait. I wouldn't do that yet, reassured Caitlin. And they had a little chuckle at Martin's expense. Their smiles were warm as they watched the roaring flames flicker on the glass door, ravishing the logs 
yoga, said Linda, eyeing up the mat whilst finishing her cuppa. Yeah, I'm giving it another go. I can't go back to that one that Sally did at the church hall after all the farting I was doing. They cracked up at this and then chatted about the upcoming craft market and Caitlin mentioned she'd just finished a large cross-stitch of some geese looking in opposite directions beside a lake. She'd take a load of random leftover Christmas tat as well and she'd try and flog it for cheap. She had some necklaces and some badges for when she was housebound without cold before Christmas. Maybe she could sell it in a bulk mystery bag perhaps. When she showed her out, Linda hugged her so tightly it was like a snake was wrapped around her. She thanked her, rubbed her back quickly like she was warming her up, and told Caitlin she was a little gem. Then she scurried off to the car outside and zoomed home. Caitlin waited for a moment on the doorstep and stood in her slippers watching the wild world. It was so abrasive it was almost comical. Like a petulant teenager in a hissy fit, there was litter and leaves darting in a frenzy across the pavements while the trees twisted. The sound of the wind was so sharp, it was like bagpipes being tuned. Now she had to get the evening back to normal. If she played Shetland on iPlayer and pretended it was eight o'clock, even though it was half nine, then Monday might go back to feeling like Monday. Thankfully it was all just dark outside anyway, so she rolled the yoga mat up properly and tucked it behind the sofa. And then she caught herself in the mirror again above the fireplace and clocked those grey hairs above her ears that were exposed in her ponytail. And she stroked them gently, like they were old tree bark. <laughs>